Hey, welcome to Meyer Details. I'm Nick. And I'm James. And we're two industrial designers in the big city, sweating the small stuff. Ooh. How you been, James? I've been pretty good. I've been pretty sick. I, uh, <laughs> James claims I got him sick. I was sick. Well, I, I blame you for week. most things, Nick, but um, yeah, so my head's a little bit still a little bit cloudy i apologize james i really didn't think i was sick no i've just got that old man's immune system you know so it's not your fault it's just you're feeling a little better aging uh yeah i'm feeling better not 100 percent yet not 100 percent um i would say um 75 okay 75 to 80 well hopefully we won't do a very uh, strain inducing maybe podcast. 85 maybe 90 i i don't know i'll be fine okay that's good that's good. um nick do you have any updates uh let's see this past week well the pratt thing i think the last right. time we recorded i had said that i was going to do a pratt a talk at pratt the right. next day or a vr demo it was really good uh the students there like organized everything and set up the whole oculus rifts uh sensors and the headset and got to do my demo mm. made a fun shoe which i posted on my instagram that was i really enjoyed that shoe a lot <laughs> it, was, it was an inflatable shoe you pulled the tag and the it was like a life vest kind of thing. <laughs> um and then and i was i was also really excited because a lot of times when i do these vr demos nothing ever goes right but they did. Everything went good. Oh, we, what 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 happens well, sometimes? I, I think a, a lot of times people don't have the right cords and they don't oh. have like the monitor set up and everything like that. But there was a professor there who had his own computer for VR and brought it and set everything up and it went smoothly. I think there was like fifty students there. Wow! So it was pretty pretty big packed house. Yeah. Um, of course, you can't see any of them while you're doing the demo. That's the great thing about doing VR demos. You, you don't get nervous because you don't <laughs> see anyone. I suppose there's a double-edged sword because, to one, you know, one thing is like if you're speaking in front of a group, you can sort of gauge the reaction or oh, yeah. the interest level. Yeah, I took off my headset and no one was there. They had all left. <laughs> and you realized you were in your bedroom? Yeah. It's all a dream. <laughs> oh, speaking, I mean, maybe this is a, a quick tangent, but speaking of Oculus... The they just released the new Quest headset. Oh, right, right. I, I just wanted to mention that because I'm really excited for it, um, and you guys should definitely check it out. Uh, the Oculus Quest. It's essentially like think about so so that right now I have the Oculus Rift. Right. Put it on my head. There's a bunch of cords. It has to connect to a big old computer. There's got to be screens and controllers and wires and. It literally looks like you're you're in the ER and cords are just coming out of you. <laughs> um, but the new Oculus Quest has none of that. All you have is the headset and two controllers. That is awesome. That, that yeah, it's battery powered. Doesn't need a computer, and it's supposed to be really good quality graphics. It's not like hyper power, right? Like, like a PC could do. But I my hope, <laughs> I've been trying to get Gravity Sketch to talk. Uh, or give me some info about are they going to implement it into the oculus quest yeah they sent me a smiley face that's all i got oh man yeah i mean that that would that would lead me to purchase a vr headset for the first time yeah because i'm not trying to build a pc supercomputer right um but uh, so yeah, I'm excited for that. I just wanted to mention it's that. Very cool, and and in fact, um, it was cool. It was even cooler because um, 
some people in the Instagram design community, I guess, worked on it. Right. One of them being Tim Zarkey. Tim Zarkey did the the visuals for it, the renderings. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know for sure, but I believe Mauricio Romano had some design input. Yeah. Uh, I know he worked on the Go, right? Okay, yeah. So he definitely worked on the Quest. Yeah. I don't know how they, you know, the, it, what how big that team is. Yeah, or the timeline of when these products were developed. But, you know, I, I'm sure that he he and the team worked on it some yeah. some to some extent right i th- i am a big fan of oculus hardware i think they do it an impeccable job yeah i mean i've let you play with it a little bit yeah and you know the controllers are really nice really fit your hand well yeah i you know that compared to like the htc mm-hmm. vibe i've i'm i've never been vibing on the vibe have you tried the vibe I mean, I've never tried it, but just looking at it. Oh, yeah. Like, it, just, when you see it online, it's just yeah. like, wow, that thing looks crazy. Now, don't get us started on the the leap, <laughs> the magic leap. That thing looks like an alien. Oh, yeah. It looks like, yeah, it looks like steampunk alienware. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, but, um, that's a topic. That's a topic for another day. But, Nick, you also betrayed me and got an iPhone excess. <laughs> First of all, it's not a betrayal, James. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, we're bragging. We're we're bringing up Apple again. But uh, I am excited though because I did. I purchased the new, the excess. <laughs> I have <laughs> the luxury. <laughs> so much excess in my life. Do you no. Think, you, yeah. Do you think that naming? I mean, uh, obviously it's 10s. But yeah, obviously. Well, no. But they don't they call the iPhone 10. Do they call it the iPhone 10 in the Apple like? Like in that company, or do they call it the iPhone X? 10, 100%. If you called it the X, they would shun you for sure. Really? Oh, I'm sure there's strict rules at Apple that says this is the naming convention. You do not deviate, and I'm sure you get corrected. Right. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I'm just thinking that's my thought. I don't know for sure, but. Well, how do you feel about the phone, Nick? Is it excessive? (laughs) I actually like it. I. It, it's definitely an upgrade. I had a six before, so I think it's been four years. Oh, it's so amazing when you, because I skip a generation. You're you know? every two. Yeah, every two. Um, and when I went from the iPhone four to the iPhone six, it was like, whoa. Yeah, it's and, and then it, iPhone six, iPhone eight. But you went from iPhone six to the XS. Yeah, it was a big jump, and I'm really pleased with it. I mean, there is a notch. I'm sorry, Jay. It's whatever. You don't have to apologize to me. <laughs> I will say a couple of things that are interesting about it. One, it's actually thicker than my last phone. Mm. The the 10s is thicker than the six. Really? And it's also a little bit bigger on all sides. Like essentially, if you thought if you took just a the block of the six and then offset the surfaces like two millimeters. Yeah. That's how big the the it's it's like it's noticeable going from the six to the ten. But if you just bought the 10, I don't think you would notice it. Mm. How do you feel about those the, that adjustment? Well, I, you know, I mean, we could go back to the original 3G or the 4. Remember, you remember when they went from the 4 to the 5 and they made the screen like a centimeter taller? Yeah. It was longer. And Steve was around and Steve hated that because that meant that you couldn't touch the top corner from right with your thumb right so you couldn't use it one-handed yeah so now i mean it is 
much harder to use the 10s one-handed because you have so much more screen yeah you can't reach the top with one hand no but they had like the special like ux tool where you like swipe down and then the whole screen moves down and you can dab it but yeah it's whatever oh interesting yeah i just saw i just saw a uh, a review i think it was um mkbhd yeah uh was reviewing a new uh, i feel like it was an an lg phone and it had this feature where it would minimize the the screen to one corner or the other so that you, so you could, could tap reach. it oh, that's kind of cool yeah huh uh, and it also eliminated all of the buttons. There are no buttons on this phone. Like like the volume buttons are actually just. It's almost like the on the iPhone eight. The uh, the home button is not actually a oh, button. It's, it's just all like haptic. haptic. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I always use my volume buttons in my pocket, listening to music. Like mm. I just reach down, touch my pants, and then press. <laughs> like I don't reach my hand in my pocket. And I then just, outside. The and then people. People uh, just kind of like inch away from you on the subway. <laughs> no, oh they they move to the next car. Um, uh, another thing, I look beautiful in my selfie camera. I don't know why. Oh right, <laughs> apparently that's a thing. Apparently, the uh, new smart HDR sensor, the the whole software in the 10s has, I guess, some sort of camera manipulation, mm-hmm. just to ins- essentially create better photos. And when you take a selfie, it lightens the shadows and kind of makes everything look more flat, mm. which in turn, people translated it as some sort of beauty filter. Um, and, you know, it's it's gone viral. On the right. Uh, I was wrong. It's the HTC U12. That was the that was the phone, the buttonless phone. Is this the one where the the face camera pops out of the top? No. Oh, that one's that one's cool too. That one's yeah, that is the notchless, the truly notchless. The true phone. notchless, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that kind of that kind of workaround feels so gimmicky. Yeah. I'm telling you, the the I what I imagine to be the first like revolutionary notchless phone is one that the camera is behind the screen. We'll get there. And they black it out yeah. or they yeah uh, that's gonna be John's gonna be the day. Johnny's working on it. I know. Now he is. Now that I told him the solution. <laughs> oh, one more, one more comment. I know. I just, I am excited. I got a new phone. Like I just got to say, this. <laughs> I thought, you know, I had the Touch ID on the six, and then going from Touch ID to Face ID, I was a little hesitant because it seems a little un- unintuitive to like have to look at your phone to unlock it before you can just kind of pull it out and your thumbs on the home button and it just unlocks. But I will say that I actually. Face ID is actually much nicer than I thought it would be. Hmm. Um, I feel like naturally when you're trying to hold the bottom of your phone, like that home button is a little bit harder than Face ID where you just pick up your phone and it unlocks for you. Which is, I mean, 95% of the time you're picking up your phone, you only look, the only time you have to like lean over is if it's on your desk or something and you're kind of looking at it. You know, it it has its drawbacks, but I, it was a, it was a pleasant upgrade. uh, Something that I, had low expect- expectations for and i was Im- impressed nice so that's all i had to say james how was your week sorry <laughs> <laughs> well other than being sick um the helicopter animation dropped number two you dropped some fire yeah derek and i that has been a long time coming okay. because we've we've actually been working on it I mean, kind of since the last one so so for those who hadn't seen it i mean what are you guys doing are you, you follow james come on Come on. Come uh, on. Really? 
uh, James released the one of his toy helicopters that he 3D modeled, and he collabed with um, Derek Elliott. Derek Elliott. Yeah, Derek Elliott is a uh, industrial designer turn 3D uh, guru. He uh, works uh, predominantly in Blender, but he uses it for rendering and animation mm-hmm. mostly, and just next level skills. Next, next level skills. Yeah, it was impressive. Um, and so, uh, you know, I reached out to him initially with the first uh, helicopter animation idea. I just wanted to see one of my helicopters fly. Right. That was the only thing. Yeah. So we did this one. And uh, it was well received, and we just, you know, we enjoyed working together um, on that. So we, so we started thinking about the next one. We probably we scrapped like two animations in the process of coming up with this animation. Okay, and the animation right now, like, describe it a little bit. It's like a stadium. Yeah. So, so the way that we framed it, like that we, you know, decided to frame this whole animation series, was like what if this was a video game and how would you advance through the video game in terms of training? Okay. So the first animation was just hovering. It's just like flight. Right. But the second animation is about like flying and dodging. Mm. So um, essentially, yeah, it's in this stadium and the helicopter has to fly through this hoop. Right. That is kind of coming at it. Like in Quidditch kind of? Yeah, it is. It is kind of Quidditchy. Uh, except for, yeah, like, a you know, the hoop isn't just in one spot. It's moving around mm, right, and, right, right. Uh, it, you know, it's a more snitch-like hoop. Nice. You know, it has a mind of its own almost. Um, but, uh, mm. but, yeah, I mean, so there were a lot of conversations had, a lot of iteration. Um, you know, Derek obviously did the bulk of the work, you know, because he, he was essentially building the world... And doing the animation, one of the things that I love about the animation is how much character the helicopter has. It's so good. It's because there's like, like a part in there where the helicopter misses one of the hoops and it yeah. like spins out, and, and you hear the, like the the ticker be like, like the, the buzzer's <laughs> like, you know? yeah, great, really great sound effects in there. I gotta, I gotta admire Derek because he nails sound effects, and you know how I am with sound. Yeah. I love sound. I think it's such an underrated aspect, and I hate when people do Insta stories with no sound. <laughs> Just... <laughs> All right, keep going, keep going. Really grinds your gears. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, it was really, really exciting to finally release this one. Um, can we can we ask if there's a new one in the works? Uh, I can tell you that we haven't we haven't discussed. Well, we kind of have some ideas of where we'd like to take it from here because, you know, when you're doing something like this, you kind of, you know, you like like I was saying, we we put it through this video game lens. So it's like, okay, what makes sense is the next test. Right. You know, um, maybe like payload, like picking up a payload and dropping it off. We the one of the animations that we tried was like landings and it's just like not very interesting. You know, it's not it's not just like not very like a very compelling animation. Right. So um so yeah, I think uh I'm not gonna say what it what it is. I'll I'll shroud it in mystery right, once right, again. Okay. Um but yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean Derek, I we would talk on the phone we talked on the phone often for like an hour, two hours talking about life love and animation 
and uh, you know Wait, it would often be you I, guys. You guys are friends. Internet friends only. Internet friends only. You've never met. Never life. met. Okay. Well, well, Derek Elliot went to Appalachian State, I believe. Yes. Correct. And so we have some mutual friends that like know Derek and right. stuff like that. But well, and we were really internet friends right. before all of this. Mm-hmm. So this is the power of Instagram. The power of internet. Um. But yeah, check it out. Definitely follow Derek on Instagram. He's got amazing skills, and he's also got really great tutorials on YouTube. Um, how to use Blender. Mm-hmm. Um, is he, he just at Derek underscore Elliot or what? I think it's um, I think it's Derek J Elliot. Let me let me Derek. Yeah, Derek J Elliot. Got it. Um, but you can find him through my Instagram through the helicopter animation. Right. Um, and then um, following up to that, um, Nick, since you stole my job. <laughs> I decided to steal your job, and now I'm designing chairs. James, you're doing the chair sketches now. I told I, you they're addictive, man. Yeah. Well, uh, I basically... So, yeah, so I'm doing this this chair series, and what I'm kind of focusing on is, like, these mobile chairs and kind of mobile outdoor chairs. Um and uh, this is an, uh, these are ideas that I've literally had in my head for years and haven't put them down. And they all kind of stem from my thesis in, uh, at Virginia Tech where I did a mobile standing desk for like elementary school students. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about that a little bit. Yeah. So like just this idea of, of like mobility like, and how you can exaggerate different elements. Right. Like the one I'm thinking of right now, which I think was your original idea or or something was you know it was like a giant wheel and the wheel was shaped almost like a yo-yo like it it didn't have like the the cut through the center but it had the concave edge to it yeah and then you had the steel bar coming from the center of the wheel and had the seat coming from the steel bar so that you could sit on the seat and then rest your back against the wheel yeah. But you could also flip the wheel on its side and then sit on the side of the wheel. Yeah. It was really good. I enjoyed yeah. that one. Yeah, that one. Uh, now you have one like with an exercise ball, right? Yeah. Well, so yeah, the wheel, the wheel one. It's so funny. It's so funny how how these these concepts can cause such a firestorm. That's why I do them. That, oh. That's the true reason I love it's, doing this chair. It is pretty fun. Because it's just like everyone takes it way too seriously. <laughs> and I just get a kick out of it. Yeah. It, I'm not like I'm not like posting these thinking I'm in the middle of an investors meeting. Right, you, you're or, posting these, and the tooling started. <laughs> <laughs> I plan on using all the plastic in the world, all the available plastic to make these uh, chairs. Oh, but man. yeah, I mean the original, yeah, the original chair that I did was just kind of this like, what if you took the the arc of of a chair back and essentially just revolved it, right, and then it becomes a giant wheel. And then, you know, you lean the seat up against it, but then you use the seat to drag the wheel around. Yeah. And people are like, oh, that's going to be heavy. And it's like, have it's a, you... It's a wheel. Do you know anything about wheel f- physics? This is the first invention, people. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go back to school. You need to go back to caveman. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the second one, it's like, a, it's like a yoga ball. There's like, I would imagine that there's um, a through in the middle of it. And then um, it's attached to the seat back so that you can... It's really hard to... I'm going to describe it this way. It's a ball 
and then there's a potato chip resting on it. That's perfect. That yeah. describes it perfectly. Um, but anyway, uh, it's a fun series. Somebody was like, I love these. It's like the helicopter series. And it is like, it's it's just like a fun a fun way of exploring something. Because I've been taking them from sketch to 3D, which is always, it's always a... Uh, it's always a nice little challenge to see how quickly you can move through the process. For sure, for sure. Um, but anyway. Well, that's great, James. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just great, James. Are you going to... Stealing my... Stealing steal, steal my sketches, man. Yeah, great artists steal. That's true, and that's I'm, true. And I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Instagram, we have some design news. Yes. And really the whole the whole episode um but design news this week is that i mean it's not really design news it's more just news in general tech news the instagram founders left yeah instagram um you know i i didn't read too much into the story and i i don't know how much you know james but it, you know essentially for those who don't know facebook owns instagram sorry to burst your bubble because uh, <laughs> i know that you like post on facebook i'm leaving facebook and moving to instagram you know right uh Facebook owns Instagram, and for a while there, Instagram was pretty autonomous. You know, they had their own founders. They had pretty much full control over the app and what they did. And, you know, as Facebook has hit some some rocks in the road the past year, I think they've started to have more interest in Instagram as part of one of their their assets. Yeah. So, you know, Mark's, Mark's kind of been meddling, and, you know, we don't know the full story, but essentially the founders were like you know what it's time for us to leave yeah well i mean anymore i think instagram is really the cash cow because i i mean this is this is not based on any research or numbers but i but i'm starting to feel like people are moving away from facebook because facebook is just a is is simply a place for flame wars and conspiracies yeah um and and, and uh, like internet videos of like cooking Yes, that too. But Instagram, I mean, I do sometimes long for the old days of Instagram where it was just, you know, it was about the instant, like, you know, moment, capturing that moment and uh, posting it. And like, it was just super simple. Right. Just one photo and it was square. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, now they're adding all these features. I don't know how you feel about all these all these uh, the got, features that they've added. You got IGTV. I mean, the story thing. Ugh, IGTV. The stories really changed, like Instagram as a platform. Right. I, I think that was an amazing move. That was good. Um, you know, IGTV has been a little slow to take off, and I don't really know if it will ever. It doesn't doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. I, somebody has to make a really compelling reason because it's, you know, with YouTube. You can take it across different devices. Right. You know, I watch YouTube at home on my Apple TV. You know, like that, that'll be like what my wife and I will watch sometimes right. in the evening. It's like a podcast on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what we all do. But IGTV, it's like all you have, you only have it on your phone. Are yeah. you really going to sit glued to your phone for an hour? Yeah. It, it, the one thing I've never understood is that Instagram also doesn't have an iPad app. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. It's oh it's just like a weird enlarged version of the phone app. Yeah, so you know, when there's not an iPad app, you can download the iPhone app, but it just the iPad just blows it up. Yeah. Two X. Yeah, it's terrible. 
but um, but yeah i mean it's just like interesting news i mean obviously the world goes around things change you know everyone right. everyone sells their facebook stock right when that and it's, <laughs> you know, it's like whatever but i mean i i i am definitely feel like i'm being more invested in facebook as a as a platform like a, as a stock or as a company uh just because of the new quest oculus quest it, right for those who don't know facebook owns oculus as well yeah I think Oculus and Instagram are really the platforms I use the most and have incredible potential to keep growing. Yeah. That's why I'm still a strong investor in Facebook, but not necessarily the Facebook website. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, um, I just, uh, I that, fear. Is, is that illegal to talk about investing? I, was that like insider trading? I don't think so. You're not an insider. Okay, that's good. Um, I don't think it's illegal to share who you're invested in. That's don't take any investor advice from me. <laughs> I think there's some sort of legal thing right there. I don't know. I have no idea. We can cut it out if you're We're, if you're really worried, James. If I if I go to jail, you can have all my things. <laughs> um, but uh, the thing that I fear about um, a lack of that kind of leadership at Instagram um, is that it will, the platform, they're going to continue to try to innovate on the platform of Instagram. Like yes. when you hire mm -hmm. people to work on the Instagram app, they're always trying new things. They're always trying new things. That's the whole point of it. And I fear, I, like, have you, have you gone onto Facebook recently and seen all of like the tabs that you can hit on the side. I don't and even want to. It's like, I I just wonder if there is a good case to make an app that you just don't touch. Like once once people like it and they people enjoy it, you just like don't touch. You don't try to innovate. You just leave it alone. I don't think there like, is. You have employees that are there to like make sure that it's running well. But other than that, just oh, leave it be. Yes, I know. I know the exact one. Which one? Craigslist. Mm, Cra Craigslist does look like <laughs> they abandoned any any uh, semblance of innovation. And Google Search. They but although Google is always changing stuff. Yeah, it, maybe that was, like Craigslist is definitely a better example. Craigslist is like, oh man, it looks exactly <laughs> the same. Like ten years later, um, but. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you know, Nick, but, but we wouldn't be... No, no one's buying stock in Craigslist. Say, no. Let's say that. Nick, we wouldn't be here, right here, talking with each other if it weren't for the Instagram app. That's true. And Instagram's a... It's a a miracle of sorts. And you wouldn't be the prince of Instagram, of, prince. of industrial design Instagram. Oh, let's not start that. Without... Let's not start that. Without the... Uh, well, that's you know your your boyish charm, the prince of Instagram. I am a beautiful little boy, <laughs> according to my iPhone uh, 10s selfie cam. Um, but yeah, we, like I think we need to we need to talk about ID Instagram. Yeah, we we want to talk dive deep into the the design community on Instagram. You know, is it is it something that's good? Is it something that's bad? What are the good parts? What are the bad parts? What do we do specifically? with our Instagram that maybe people, other people don't know or don't realize. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. When did you start Instagram, James? Oh my gosh. I mean, I started it a long time ago, but I didn't start posting like design Instagram 
Uh, when did you start design Instagram? Because I think this is the same story as like people downloaded Instagram and kind of like posted a picture of their dog and then didn't post for a year. Yeah. And then everyone else started like, oh, Instagram's a thing now. Like maybe I'll post my summer vacation. Right. Well, I had a personal Instagram and then one day, I think I've kind of told this story before, um, but I, uh, I started my, I started, I draw on receipts and in the beginning, it was me drawing on receipts. Uh, and now you never draw Because people receipts. call me out all the time. Yeah, yeah, they do. Let me, can I get into the, the, the ethos behind I draw on receipts? Yes. Um, so I have, or had this tendency, and maybe still a little bit, uh, of, of falling in love with certain ideas. Like when, in, in, my, in my design work. Like the loop? Oh, yeah, like the loop. Um, but, you know, I kind of wanted to break myself out of this. I draw on receipts. The whole idea behind it was, like, receipts are something that you inevitably throw away or, or you just, like, let go of them. Yes. And, and for some reason, I just, like, collected receipts in my wallet to the point, like, you know, then I would, right. then for, I would for have your to purge. For your taxes. For my taxes. Um, but... Um, so I heard this story about these like Buddhist monks who make these in, intense color sand um, sand art, I guess. Okay. Like they make these amazing, amazing pieces of art with sand. And but do and, they put it on the floor? Is yes. That, yes. Okay. That's I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then they just leave it to like blow away in the wind. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, they take. Do they take a photo first? <laughs> and then they post it on Instagram. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I think they just, they, they make them and then they just leave them. Mm. And, and there's, you know, there's like a deep philosophy to that. But the idea of like, I'm going to draw on these receipts. In the beginning, I was drawing on things and then just leaving them wherever I was. Right. And a few people had those and they're worth thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody has any of those. But, um, but that was the whole idea behind it was like, I need to learn how to like, you know, put effort into something, but then easily abandon it. Yeah, that's a good design skill. Um, it's it's. I would say it's an essential design skill. Hundred uh, percent. I mean, that's all we do in design is come up with amazing ideas and then realize that, oh, this is not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> or just have everybody on Instagram tell you that it's not going to work. Um, but um, yeah. So I started posting. Uh, I guess this was. I'm going to say. Gosh, 2013, 14. Yeah. Um, but then I really transitioned into like ID, um, in, like industri- or Instagram, maybe 2014, 15. Okay. I, I'm not quite sure. Okay. Because um, I saw what Reed was doing, and to he, be honest. Yeah. You I, know, I can't remember when he started, but he, I don't know. I had to go l- listen back to the episode. Because like, I um I think you know Reed tapped into something that was like so so in its infancy that like he was like riding this tsunami wave right you know I, that's that's um, another like idea or thing that I realize is that you know he Reed specifically was one of the first people to, right and I think that was part of the success of like just reaching a ton of people that are interested in these this art form of sketching and illustration yeah and architecture 
and I think he just spans a lot of a lot of um demographics. Yeah, I and think, he was like the first one, so I think I think that attributes to a lot of his his success. But yeah, because he you know he started with the brown paper sketching, and like you know it was so appealing to a mass audience because it wasn't just like the ID sketching that we were used to necessarily. It was somewhere it was somewhere in between illustration and art right. and design. Right. And so it had mass appeal. The other thing that was really brilliant, because I mean, Reed Reed is a is a calculated man. And and for sure. Like what he did was brilliant. Where back in the day where Instagram was literally like it was a timeline and wasn't this algorithm algorithm that's pushing people's content up the brown paper sketching it's like he was the only person doing it and so as you're like going through your feed it's like oh a reed schlegel sketch yeah 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 you know it's brilliant it was was consistent um you know he had times a day that he would post you know now we have like i have a business instagram so like it tells me like when people are on right i've switched to business profile too um but Reed was really figuring all this stuff out on his own, like as Instagram, the Instagram community was growing. And then he spawned all these copycats, you know. With the, with yeah, with the tone paper yeah. sketching. Well, he, he, he credits the tone paper to Jeff Smith, right? Yes. Um, Who, where did he get it from? And where did they get it? It's, you know, obviously you, the trail goes far. I mean, we're just building off of each other, other, uh, others other designers past right. work and stuff. Well, when I started posting, I I remember the followers like were coming in like crazy. And for a while I was like riding a wave. Mm-hmm. And I just got I was doing a sketch a day and I just got totally burnout. Oh, really? And uh I mean, I it's definitely hard to do. Yeah. A sketch a day. Um I think it was around, I think it was actually around the same time that I met my wife. So, you know, <laughs> that's even more difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you you reprioritize in that moment. But uh, but yeah, I mean, so I kind of left for a while, and I feel like during that time, it's like when like I started noticing you on Instagram and some other people that were doing like approaching Instagram in a very different way. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I remember doing the same thing, like having an Instagram and, you know, posting like once or twice a month on it for a while. And then I guess 20, like the end of 2016 or 2015, I can't remember, but I, I was like, you know, I'm going to try to up my game a little bit and post like twice a week, mm-hmm. some something like that. And so I started posting a little bit more frequently and then I believe it was 2017 Mm. yeah 2017 january 1st i was like posting every day Hmm. just i just was like i'm gonna do it yeah but yeah i i don't know how many times i've told the story i know i've told it a lot but you know i I started out like posting every day as a a way to keep myself motivated to create something every day and it it didn't necessarily have to be a sketch it didn't necessarily have to be design related it just had to be something that i was like proud of that i did right like, it could have been me camping or just me, like, going out into, like, a park and, like, I don't know, exploring a little bit. And, you know, for the first couple of months, that kind of was mixed in. Um, and I started doing a lot more sketching. 
I realized that, oh, I can do the sketching stuff really anytime. And it was kind of like a, a good content builder and also a great skill to have. Yeah. Um, and of course, with the sketching, I started experimenting with like woodworking and like playing around with 3D modeling and Rhino, Grasshopper and all, all that all that stuff. And for me, the Instagram was like a way to experiment. Right. Like a way, and it still is, a way yeah. for me to try new ideas and see what the the feedback is. Right. Um, and, you know, I think part of that was, I, I, I've always attributed like the success on Instagram to like having great content, being consistent. And then, and then I think there's this third area which is great content being consistent and almost always evolving in a way. Right. Because like you said, like there's a plateau. Like you were gaining followers for a while and you're like, this is amazing. But then all of a sudden you hit like, I don't know, whatever number it is, 10,000. And you're just like sitting there like, I can't get any more followers. I'm doing the same great content. I'm being consistent. But I, I, I think the design community is such a small community that in order to really boost that following and and maybe this is going going too far but you know you have to reach out beyond that you know you have to do my chair sketch illustrations or sketches i mean they're more illustrations than they are sketches in my opinion because mm-hmm. i take a lot of time with them you know they're one and a half to two hours long and they're more conceptual so they're more like an art form and so it reaches a little bit broader audience that way. Same, yeah. same with like the architecture. And, and your and your chair sketches are almost like some of them can be very comical, right? You know, yeah. like almost like a cartoon, almost mm-hmm. like a one-panel cartoon, right? And yeah, I mean, I think that they're totally understandable outside of the community. Um, but something, some, I, something. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> something. <laughs> I, I do want to say one thing because I talked talk a little bit about followers. I, I will say, like, I know there's a lot of people out there listening right now thinking, oh, I want to get, you know, X amount of followers. And I just really want to stress the fact that you shouldn't be achieving, you shouldn't be striving for followers. You really should be striving right. for improving your skill set and building your own, your own design self. Right. Um, but yes, continue, James. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you looked at my Instagram, everything that I've done is like antithetical to trying to get more followers. Yeah, you, you do what you want to do. And that's great. And I love yeah. that. I mean, you know, when I when I plateaued, it was it was out of lack of like my interest to keep pushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came back, like when I saw people like you um and the stuff that you were doing it kind of revitalized me to like look at instagram in a different way and i was thinking about this today because you know i know that we have a lot of students that sort of follow us and you know they follow our instagrams they listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. i will say that what i think when i think about instagram and i think about like what i enjoy about it i think it's almost tapping into that student spirit Mm, like it is because it feels like a hustle right in a way it feels like a makeshift like ad hoc we're in here together doing things that no one really cares about 
but right. it is it's important stuff. Yeah, it's um it's a place it's a place to experiment with little consequence. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, there's there's maybe some consequence of like getting trolled for like bad ideas. Oh, I or, love I love trolls. Yeah, or you know, if you are if you are looking at that like count and you're not getting those likes and it's taking a toll on you personally. Um, but you know, I had a conversation um, with like a professor at Square One, and I won't mention names. Okay, but they were saying that they were seeing sort of some of the like more destructive elements of Instagram. Yeah. I mean, especially on students Um, because I think school itself is tough. It's already very hard. Yeah. It's very hard. I I remember like going from school to my first job and I was like, whoa, let me just relax a little (laughs) bit. This is nice. 5 p.m. I'm done. (laughs) Like school itself is already a pressure cooker. Yeah. And then when you're expanding it to the the larger Instagram community and you're trying to reach out to that community for affirmation or, you know, right. some sort of recognition, like that, I can't imagine because we didn't have Instagram when I was in college. Right. Like I can't imagine the amount of just, I mean, that's got to way on somebody i I mean this is like a social media thing in general i think this is right this is like i mean this is a whole nother conversation which you know maybe we'll tease but you know the whole like um, there's a whole mental health thing going on and its correlation with social media is pretty strong and you know i I know that we we want to maybe dive into that at some point in the future but right it's it's a it's an interesting thing, and I, I don't know how to solve it. I don't know who who can solve it. Um, yeah, we we didn't have Instagram in college either. Well, we did have we did have Instagram, but no one used it. It wasn't right. popular. Um, I, I am actually not to bring it back to my iPhone XS, but <laughs> I am excited <laughs> for iOS twelve. I don't know if you've upgraded or not. Have you upgraded to iOS twelve? Uh, I don't think I have yet. Well, iOS twelve has a new screen time uh, analytics in your uh, settings. Oh, right. So you can check how long you're spending on your phone each day, and specifically how long you spend on social media, and you can set limits. Mm. So I've set my limit to two hours. I don't know if that's bad or good, but right. That, that's a like, that's <laughs> like that's like if I can only be on Instagram for two hours a day, I'm proud of myself. <laughs> well, that'll be that will be interesting. I mean, do you have you seen the analytics of how long on average you spend? Oh, like, I, I I have seen at, at a certain point because iOS eleven had like pseudo analytics. You could go into your battery settings mm-hmm. and then click like how how much you use for your battery life, and it would tell you like, oh, you used you know three hours on of Instagram for today. Right. I remember one time going in there and. You can also do seven days. You can also do a week. And I clicked on my my time for how long I used Instagram. I had used it 24 hours in the past seven days. <laughs> can you believe that? A whole freaking day. Yeah. I had six days in my week. Oh, my god. Not seven. Oh so when I saw that, I really changed. And I, I really yeah. tried to slim my content 
consumption down. Right. And it's addic- It's an addiction for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other thing again. Like, Well, they compare it to like a slot machine. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. it, it is like you, you get on there and you're like, you're looking at that bottom right corner to see that bubble. Yeah. You want that red light, that red heart. Yeah, and um, something that I've been doing recently is, like, I'll post something, and then I won't look at my phone for an hour. Mm. Like, that. that's, like, to... Because sometimes I'll get so anxious, like, after posting something, that I'm like, like, is do, are people receiving this is well? It, and it's, like, that is totally against, like, why I even use Instagram. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to lie, too. I, I do the same thing. You know, right. I'll, I'll look and see if a post does well. I've never deleted a post yeah. besides any technical issues. But, like, if a post doesn't do well, like, whatever, you know, I just move on. Yeah. It's just Instagram. I think, I think you really have to just – this is how I deal with it. You know, you really have to just take yourself out of context and realize, like, this is just a freaking app on our phone, people. Right. Like, just do what you love and don't worry about don't worry about the other things that, you know, how many likes you get or how many followers you have. I know you have more to say about the whole do what you love statement, but Oh. Well, no, I just I, I think that I think that do what you love, like Do what you love and what you're good at? Maybe is that the amendment? No. I think no, I think um I think it's more like pursue things that are worth pursuing Mm. like, or, you know, cause, cause do what you love implies that if you don't love what you're doing all the time, then you're doing the wrong thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. And I definitely don't love design all the time. I love it. But, but I mean, the reasons that I don't necessarily love it all the time is because I feel like I'm not as good as I could be. Yeah, I, I think maybe or like I'm or there's a part of the process that I don't love as much as other parts of the process and it's like difficult to to push myself through those parts. Yeah. I I would definitely agree. Like there are points in the design process where I'm like, "Oh, this is a grind. I don't really enjoy this." You know, I'm building a spec pack or like doing some sort of, you know, document that is not design related at all like quoting or like you know sending invoices like that stuff i hate right but holistically right i love design and maybe that's the right i don't know like yeah i just um i think i think it's interesting i mean we have we have a question here that i think will feed in well to like how i want to sum up this section yeah um, as like a message to students. Um, and this is from, and, and I'm really sorry because I'm probably going to mispronounce this name, but Nahar Party. Um, uh, they say, I'm in my final year doing industrial design and I'm having trouble deciding on my thesis project. I don't really know what aspects to consider when picking it. I'd really appreciate it if you guys could give me some advice on this, maybe even what you did for your thesis. And I kind of talked about my thesis a little bit. But I went through like, I went through a big crisis my senior year, like a like a mental crisis of like, oh my god, am I even ready for professional design? Like I'm I'm not ready. If like I I don't know anything. It's it's uh, it's part of your senior year. Like yeah. everyone has it. If you're going through it right now, don't worry because we yeah. all went through it. And um, I just remember I I stayed in 
in touch with my foundations year professor. Uh, his name is Jim Bassett, and he was this incredible professor and like very wise um, and just like like sort of calmed me down at many moments throughout my my student career. Uh, but I'll never forget what he said to me, which was, um, you know, when I was going into my thesis project, he said, you're in school, be in school. Yeah. And, um, you know, so what I ended up doing for my thesis project was I, I was like, this is, this is my last, what I thought was my last moment to experiment without consequence. And so I was like, what am I, what am I really interested in? And, you know, because your thesis project is, it's about you. Yeah. It's about what you're, what you're intrigued by. It's like, I, I would, I don't think anybody, I don't think it's a good move necessarily to pick a thesis project because you think it's something that other people will like. Yeah, 100% agree. That's exactly what I did too. I remember my, I never posted my thesis online or anything. Uh, and maybe I've mentioned it before, but it was a set of furniture because I love furniture. Yeah. And it was a pillow fort furniture. So it had like cushions, couch cushions that have puzzle puzzle pieces. Mm. So you could build this, you know, fortress. The kids could build a fortress out of the couch cushions. And, right. But it also looked like a nice set of furniture because it was meant for the, the whole family. Like the you know, the parents could have a dinner party and no one would know. And they'd be like, oh, this is an interesting couch, but I still like it, you know? Right. Yeah, I don't like... I don't think practicality has to come into it. I think like the po- the purpose of a thesis is like an investigation. Yeah. And so what what are you interested in investigating that you've never had the opportunity to up until that point? You set the parameters and it's like for my thesis I was I was like I'm really interested in education. Like in like be- a lot of a lot of the reason because of going to design school, I became really interested in education just because design education is such a unique experience. Um, and I was like, I'm, I'm also interested in furniture and I'm, and I'm interested in form. Like I wanted to build my form skills. And so I did an independent study around form, which is like where I learned more about the, you know, the form families. Um, but it was like, it was just taking these 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 things that I was intrigued by and just and just Smushing follow them. yeah smush them, them together and follow yeah follow that trail like mixing different colors of play-doh to make it brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, did you say what you're doing? You you did a desk. Yeah, I did. I did a standing desk, um, but uh, you know, and this was back kind of before or just as the standing desk hype was was on the rise. It was peaking. Uh, no, this was trending. This is this. Trending. It was. I think now it's trending more than ever. It was early adopter phase. Yeah, there we go. But um, because you go to a kid's class and the kids are just like running around and you know everything and and everything in society was becoming so much more mobile as well and it was like well every all these desks are so like static they can't really move around very well mm-hmm. so it was a standing desk and the idea was if you if you raised up the desk, there was a ball in the bottom that would engage and you could roll it around. You could roll it around. Um, and then you could disengage the top from the bottom and you could sit on the ball and work at the desk if you wanted to sit. But um, yeah, it was purely like, uh, this sounds really, this just this general area sounds really interesting to me. So 
that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Your thesis project is you. Like, Nahar, do you. Be, you can be, you're allowed to be selfish for one project. Yeah. Don't worry about anything else. Just like, what do you like? I yeah. mean, this is your free reign. Yeah. I there's mean, no, there's no professor saying, oh, make a, uh, make a life jacket for the ocean. Or right. The, or make like a water carrying device for the third world. Yeah. yeah. There's no like, yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah. So, um, but I think that that's in, in general advice for the Instagram community. That's true. Yeah. What do you love? Like, what are you interested in with design? And I think like, this is from, uh, that movie La La Land. Do you remember that one with Ryan Gosling and uh, a movie Emma, Emma Stone? Yeah, I forgot. I'm talking to Nick Baker. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, he's he's thinking about opening this jazz club, and he's like, I don't know if it's a good idea. And and she's like, You're passionate, which will make other people passionate about it. Yeah, you know, like you you made me interested in jazz. So it's like, I think like. For people in the Instagram community, for students, what are you interested in? And show show that, show the progress of that. Like, what do you want to achieve? What are you interested in? I love it. Don't do it for everybody else. Do it for yourself. I like it. Okay, I okay. I don't know if we have time for questions. Oh, well, we, we answered <laughs> no, we answered Nahar's question. But let's let's to wrap up the Instagram thing. Give me three like, or maybe you don't have to give me three, but like bullet points advice for instagram and design i mean you said do what you love is that one is that one well and not... it could be like it could be minor details <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll give you mine how about that okay go for it all right so yeah do what you love that's Jane, that's one of james's bullet points and i totally support that another one like these are like minor things like nitpicky things that like annoy me i didn't well don't say do what you love because i hate that statement all right do what you're interested in do what you're interested in yeah uh my my a few things that I see on Instagram that I really think can make or break a post is making a sketch page white. Like if it's a piece of paper, make it white and then have like turn that contrast all the way up so I'm blasted like <laughs> I think we talked about this on one of the podcasts. Like I'm blasted by that contrast. You, know, you, got, you got that dark we pen. We want a sunburn. Dark pen sketch white paper. Um let's see like a uh, sound sounds really important if you do a video put sound in there i love i love your bullet points well they're so they're so in the weeds I, well that's because this is the whole podcast james this is why we painted <laughs> minor details um fair enough uh oh i had one more oh here's here's an interesting one people read captions mm. you should put an interesting caption in there don't be like sketches of bicycles did I say bicycles? Bicycles. James didn't have any wine. I, I James we drank, switched roles this yeah, time. James drank all the wine last episode. I drank the wine this episode. So yeah, if I sound a little uh, smooth. Yeah, that's something that I noticed about um, Sketchfresh, especially. He he was very like his captions were like pretty lengthy. Um, there was like words of encouragement in there. He also put like the track that he listened to while he was sketching. He would talk about the idea. He, he was really on that caption game before, before anybody else that I saw. Yeah. So that's what I did three, right? Well, one more, one more. I, my, again, I think experimenting and like doing 
different parts of design. Like doing the whole process, I think, is really important and key to show off that, oh, hey, I'm not just doing a sketch a day. I'm designing too. Like, I can take my idea from sketch all the way to like a final maybe mock-up cardboard model whatever whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, all right i'll get off my soapbox now <laughs> do, you, do you have any more bullet points well, James, i don't or? think well i i don't think a sketch a day is necessarily a bad idea if what you're interested in is improving your sketching skills like fair and, point and fair point. it's like i mean that is impressive if you can do a sketch a day for a year it's like, definitely difficult you know I, I sometimes feel like I need to like I need to do it. I need to prove to myself that I can actually do it. I mean, I've technically never done a sketch a day. I've done a post a day. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think it. I think pretty much it, like the whole idea of of investigate something you're interested in is um, that's that's kind of my takeaway for for the uh, industrial design Instagram community. Yeah. All right. I think that that was some good info. Maybe we'll revisit it in like six months and tell tell everyone that we failed at <laughs> giving you advice or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I don't think we have time for any more questions, but I appreciate Nahar Party for sending in that one question about your thesis, and hopefully that helps many people. Uh, of course, every week like we like to give a shout-out of the week, mm-hmm. and this week I wanted to shout-out uh, day underscore toner t-o-n-e-r uh-huh and they are a concept artist that sketches robots <laughs> i don't know it's just like good good juicy uh, I, robots don't you love robots i do i do love robots i wish i could draw mech james do you love me as a robot <laughs> <laughs> okay now it's getting weird oh boy oh boy sorry about that okay i'm gonna have to shut off the affection mode on nick baker (laughs) um but uh yeah it's always cool to see like i'm always really impressed with concept artists and how much they can communicate with like like you zoom in on concept art and you're like they are being very economical with what they're actually putting down because it's not always like hyper detailed. But it, when you zoom out, it looks detailed for whatever yeah. reason. It's really impressive. Yeah, they do great jobs. Um, so yeah, definitely check out Daytoner. Um, and, and then one extra little side side note is that they worked on the Oculus Rift game, uh, Robo Recall. Oh, I don't know if you're. I think did you play that one? Did you play the robot shooting game? I haven't played any. Just Gravity Sketch. You didn't let me play any games. All right, Nick. James. I'll let you play games later. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Of course, our intro and outro music is by the awesome Kiyoshi the Kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Rate, like, podcast, everything. Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, YouTube mainly because James has been doing an amazing job doing the editing. Oh, and, Nick. And posting up those videos. And we and I look beautiful. <laughs> James, I do put that beauty boy filter on there. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, And I'm at Nick P. Baker. And I'm at I Draw and Receipts. Peace out. Later.